Sabalang. Excellent looking ball. And there's the goal for FC Dallas, and it's Jose Martinez. He'll bring something positive back to Dallas, and it's three to one. Set piece opportunity. You said coming on might be too little, too late. Don't tell them that. Smart little move. All you want to do is inject some life into this squad. 10-yard ball, top of the 18, whip it to the back post, let one of the big boys go and get it. Stick this in the danger area and let your guys go attacking. And by the way, I love your podcast. I was listening. And by the way, I love your podcast. I was listening. Hey, Jose. Hey, can you hear me? I can hear you loud and clear. Well, welcome. Welcome to Afterburn Soccer Show on this Monday. Uh, it's it's good to see you. It's good to be here. It's good for those folks who are uh, joining us here live as we go live and talk and break down uh, the latest FC Dallas and North Texas Soccer Club results. I'm Nathan Hill. You can follow me at Nathan J. Hill on Twitter. And there's my buddy Jose Carmona at El Chico Carmona. What's up? You, you just saw the only kind of bright spot from this weekend as Jose Martinez got a goal. Uh, which was which was at least a little consolation in that uh, disappointment in New York City. And you also heard from Javier Cano, head coach of North Texas, who uh, claims to, to listen to our podcast. So shout out to Love it. To, to Javi. So and it's, fact, it's, Ca it's Cano? Yeah. Okay, so okay. I've been butchering yeah. his last name forever. Well, that's all right. Well, and, and, and he, uh, he said Chico. You know, he called you Chico. So I think he's uh, picking Correct. up that you are – you know, are definitely thinking a lot about North Texas, following along MLS Next Pro. And uh, so that's exciting. So, you know, hope to get you all to talk sometime in one of those pre-game, post-game kinds of environments. But yeah, this was not a fun weekend for FC Dallas and for North, talk, North Texas Soccer Club. Right, Jose? It was not. It was, it was a rough week for us, for us fans. Uh, you got the uh, disappointing loss by North Texas. The, and really, the, full 90 minutes, right? I mean, it was like, at least you, you could have, they could have gotten it to a 0-0 draw, a disappointing day, but... Well, no, the, the it looked like it's, it was going to go to penalty kicks, really. I mean, that's, that's where that game was going. And then at the, at the very at the very death, you had that, that one goal. And, and kudos to, you know, Real Monarchs, who Played honestly the way you you can beat North Texas is the same way you can beat FC Dallas. It's not a coincidence. You, you, you low block, uh, Mitchell low block, and then force them to break down. And you know, uh, North Texas really really missed Hope, even though even though he did come in late in the game, uh, had not having him for the full duration. I mean, it makes it really tougher for them to break down uh, break down like that. Plus, you know, this this year's attack hasn't really gotten going. That doesn't help, you know, to have, to have your, all your strikers are, are right. There's not a hot hand in there. So, yeah, it's, I mean, it's a tough defeat. It's a team that they should have been able to, to defeat, but at the same time, it just reminds me that, that you know, the right strategy and, and, and the team sticks to it and, and, and their players uh, perform, they get a victory that, that goes to Real Monarchs who executed the right game plan to defeat. Uh, 
you know, I, I, I raised to Cano, uh, to, to Javi before that match about the youth of Real Salt Lake, of, of Real Monarchs, I should say. Um, and he was, you know, he was clear that that youth is not a, in his opinion, is not a drawback. No. No, you know, it's, it, it's and, and case in point in this, in this kind of match. And, and he pointed out, too, that Real's uh, Monarchs, I think their right back played for the first team last year, had a significant minutes. So you just can't, just because you see someone's young, you can't necessarily assume that you can take advantage of them. And I think North Texas looked kind of just young in this match. They just looked raw. And if there's a disappointment for me on this team so far, it has been in the attack. At the very least, hey, the defense has been a work in progress. It was last year. But at least you had Mulatto, Hope, uh, Kamungo, you know, you had these guys, you know, who could who could score some goals. That hasn't happened yet, and I, and I'm not sure what's going on with that just yet. Um, yeah, I, mean, I just they just haven't uh, with with Mulatto and and uh, um, Kamungo both spending more time with the senior team and whatnot. It's going to take time for them for the new hires to to get on the same page. Yeah. Uh, we, I mean, they were pretty young too out there. You know, they had they had uh, Ursa out there. They had uh, uh, what was that? Molina out there. They had like three teenagers themselves. I mean, North Texas is much older than ourselves. Just like I said, uh, uh, Monarchs executed their their plan to perfection. That's something we want to start seeing from young teams. And like I said, kudos to them. But that was the exact way uh, when North Texas played in uh, USL. One, all the teams, every team that played North Texas, that they all tried a little block every single time because they knew that was a struggle, or even way back then. So it just carried on, and, and in all honesty, in, in MLS Next Pro, it's it's the talent level. There's a disparity depending on you know what teams that your are going to put out there. Are you going to put out a strong squad? Are you going to put out an academy? Heavy squad, you don't know until until you play them, and uh, therefore you don't know if, if they're going to basically play the right game against you. And Real Monarchs, you know, they did play the right game, Bunker and Howard, and it worked. You know, it worked at the end. It was, it was a dagger. Yeah, yeah. You, I mean, I think, I mean, in a, in a lot of ways, Real Monarchs played but that quintessential away match that a soccer team wants to play, which is. Especially yes. against an opponent's more talented, is that you just you frustrate them, you frustrate them, frustrate them, and then take that one chance. Even if it's late, you take that one chance, you score, and and you come away with something big. Um, I mean, I think they would have been happy with the point. They would have been happy regardless of what happened with the penalty shootout. I think, but for them to come away with three points, tough, uh, tough result for North Texas on Friday night. Yeah, it is a tough result, but. Uh, uh, results ahead of them in their division didn't go too badly against them. Um, Austin has some tie. Uh, I want to say Minnesota United lost again. So as far as the, the division standings, they, I think they only lost one uh, against the division division Austin. So I mean a bad result, but not not for what's so early in the in the in the season that that uh, North Texas has time to correct. And mind you, it, they've had slow starts in the past. They, they've had starts in the past where they've started out uh, 
struggling really bad in one area. From one year, they, they were at, at the midway point, had the worst defense in the league, uh, or they're just look like a middling team. This team is a team that has so much talent available to it that as long as Coach Kano he, he, he keeps going, it's just a matter of time before he finds the right right uh, uh, combination of players that work, you know, the right rotation. But let's face it, he is rotating in a lot of players. Uh, so it's not just starting those, those best 11. It's finding a rotation that works game in, game out. But it's going to take mm-hmm. time. And and come midseason, uh, FC Dallas has uh, through college and, and all that. There's plenty of ways for this team to reinforce if, if they can't ride it by midseason. They can always uh, go acquire talent that's readily available to them uh, through you know the whole academy and everything, college and all that. Which is a huge strength for this team is how it's normally riding itself. Well, that's that's in the course of the season of a soccer season, and I I, I see those fans who look like they're a little more green, and, and I was in that point once where you don't real you realize that you know you watch soccer even if your team is really good they're going to drop points they're going to lose this stunner this disappointment at home from time to time, you can't freak out. You, you just understand the cruelty of the game. And, and I know Estevez has talked about, Nico has talked about this, Javi's talked about this, that you look at the, 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 the whole game and you think, wow, one team played better, one team deserved something, and yet the, the, the goal goes in for the other team. And it's just, that's just soccer. It, and it's the wonder and the beauty of it, but it, and the cruelty. Of it all that's, at once. Yeah, and that's that's like I said, that's like uh, Real Monarchs executing game plan. It's you're, you're gonna let them control, you're gonna defend like hell, and they're only gonna make one or two mistakes. That's and you have to punish them when that happens. And uh, I hate to be hate to be on the opposite side of that, but let's let's face it, the North Texas does have uh, two wins on the road, so I think that balances it out. Like I said, if, when I see one of my teams. At home, um, I'd like to see them go out on the road and make up for that. So I'm not, I'm disappointed, but not so much that, that I'm, you know, I'm, I'm not a panic fan. I, I know North Texas is right. They should be as early as next game match. Mm-hmm. And they will. Uh, North Texas will travel to Colorado, play the Rapids too, which is always a tough venue to play at um, up there, the altitude. But it'll be a good opportunity for the team to bounce back. Guess, guess one of the worst teams, I think, in Next Pro, right? I mean, would you say that? Would you – that Rapids – the Rapids too? Rap, Rapids have been one of the strongest teams so far this season. Okay, well, they never are, mind. They are – I believe they are actually uh, top of the mountain. And I believe they, I have, I didn't look at the uh, results, but uh, I think they drew their match this weekend. All right, well. Right now. All right, well, look, look, yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to Google it too while, while we're. Cause yeah, they, they, it, yes, it was a draw against uh, St. Louis, uh, and St. Louis got the two points. So uh, let me double check those fans, but I, I do believe them. 
Yeah, they're ranked number two. That's right. So they have 13 points, where Texas has nine points. So not an astronomical difference, but uh, Colorado Rapids to have 2.6 points per game at this point uh, compared to North Texas is 1.5. So uh, four wins and only one tie. So this, wow, undefeated. Okay, never mind. Undefeated. You know, yeah, yeah. And, and second place by a point behind uh, uh, Austin. So, yeah, a, a very, very tough opponent. Um, they've been loaning, you know, loaning down players from the solution and they're getting the results. You know, they, they, they have some good young talent available to that team. So I don't think anyone's surprised that, that they're uh, off to a good start. Well, that'll make for a really interesting matchup because it will be a chance for North Texas to sort of, again, grow, bounce back. That's what we want this team to do. And I think it's what this team is capable of doing. Um, but let's let's shift over to the senior team to FC Dallas, who, well, not a not a great result, uh, three to one loss against New York City FC. But you know we picked some draws uh, and and wins in our match predictions. Although I've been put a note in that I could feel like this game could. It's always one of those things when you play an Easter Conference team, especially in a weird environment. And, and and there is no weirder environment than at New York City FC in that postage stamp field where you're not going to play in another scenario like it. You know, I, it's just such a strange, small field and they can punish you. And, and in normal uh, in normal environments, you, you your goalkeeper kicks the ball, clears the ball out, or and, and there's still 10 or yards or so before the – opponent goalkeeper can play, make a play on the ball, but not up there. It, it's just such a strange field. It, it even seems like, yeah, on the wings, like there's just more space for play, for the balls to stretch out, for players to stretch out things a little bit. So New York City definitely took advantage of that. They had their home field advantage at work. They took, they took their chances. Um, the first 45 minutes were hardly the worst soccer ever played by FC Dallas. I think I would agree with Estevez and – and company about their assessment of that, that they were losing at the end of that, but they, it wasn't a disaster, but that second half was not great. Team definitely missed Velasco, definitely missed Jesus starting. Uh, It's just, yeah, going back to what we were talking about North Texas, like this is one of those games, you're like, we're not gonna play New York City FC again. Don't stress too much about it. it. It stunk. You lost, move on, right? Uh, let's not look yeah. too much into this. Or should yeah, we? Yeah, no, it's, you know, it's, it's like you said, an Eastern Conference opponent, not someone you're familiar with. And those results are going to be all over the map, you know. You get a good performance against Future Miami and then you come back and stick her up against New York City FC. And, and also on top of that, uh, all the results in the West Conference pretty much right. went right. in S. Dallas' favor that they didn't lose ground to anybody. They're still in fourth place. I mean, if, if you pick the uh, week to lose, this was the right week because you look at the standings and they remain pretty much unchanged. And now the team's got to right the ship and, and try to get back. Losses and, and, and bad results, they can pile up on you out of nowhere. So you don't want that. You don't want, you don't want uh, the picture man, you know, thing going on right now where they're going to big matches and are now, you know, have loss after loss piling up. 
So I'm hoping that it's Dallas. I know the others will get healthy just by good results. But you said, like you said, the field. You can't be careful. You think you can, but you can't. Yeah. And a team who gets to practice there and play there every, you know, all week long and, um, you know, or at least gets to simulate it. But, um, and the other okay. thing was, I think they saw in this one, Jose, Giovanni Jesus come down to earth a little bit. We saw that a reminder that this guy is, he's young. He's a young player. And, and you know, it's almost like after this match, Tumasi might get to start this weekend. I mean, even if that's a little harsh, but it's just a reminder that Jesus has work to do. I mean, there were, the, you know, our, our other contributor, he couldn't be on tonight, Tommy LaBeouf. He, oh, in fact, I think I took a, a screenshot of his, um, of his, let me, let me see if I can pull it up. Yeah, here it is. Uh, of his, his, his screenshot of uh, uh, Jesus falling asleep while watching the game um, on the second goal. Not a great showing for the youngster. Uh, not not, not was, a great show. It was bound to happen. I mean, he's, he's been in good, a run of good form. And, yeah, he caught, got caught, he got beat there. I mean, it's clear as daylight. Uh, no excuse for it. But at the same time, it was uh, Coach Nico was riding the hot hand, and he was hot. And it's just a reminder that that uh, the job isn't necessarily his yet, and Tomas is about to get you know, just uh, clear out of the picture, you know. So I think it'll come down to, uh, I want to say it's probably going to be Tomasi getting a start, but at the same time, we're not watching practice, so it's really going to be whichever one of the two stands out in practice and shows it there, you know. Yeah. He'll be given a chance to rebound. But yes, uh, if that opens the door again for Tomasi, it's going to be an ongoing, it's going to be an ongoing yeah. battle all year, and I'm here for it. Team definitely missed Jesus uh, coming off of international play uh, where he scored a tying goal, equalizing goal against Mexico. Um, yeah. It, it was it was a lucky goal. A lucky goal, he had, yeah. He, he had, the defender had cleared it. He just happened to be staggering there. Right. <laughs> so, I just, I'm just joking. It's, it's yeah. ridiculous. Oh, it, was, it was a great, it was a great goal. And, and I know as a Conversation about this rumor that Tom Bogert placed it, uh, posted today uh, in the MLS, and Tom Bogert now moving from MLS Soccer to the Athletic, uh, posting the juicy rumors and stuff that Los Angeles Galaxy made a big bid for Paul Ariola, 
which makes sense in some ways because of where the galaxy had been, although, um, uh, you know, Galaxy beat, didn't they beat Austin this weekend, last weekend? Hmm. Uh, yes, yes, hmm. they have the 2-0 hmm. uh, win, if I'm correct. Yeah, gosh, tough for Austin fans. But anyway, uh, yeah, and, you know, Galaxy have not necessarily been great this season, so they would probably want a qual- player of the quality of Areola. So an interesting thing, although I don't know what Galaxy would offer FC Dallas other than some funny money to spend, but um, it does it does uh, just raise those kinds of questions about um, what this team, what chips that FC Dallas still has left to play before the end of the transfer window today, which is running out quickly, or, uh, you know, just thinking about the summer to, to improve this team. And, and that's what I thought, Jeff. I thought Jimenez uh, was an interesting addition, a veteran addition, a help to this team. Uh, but we're still sort of waiting for him to kind of click with this squad. Yeah, um, so. and, and, and back to the rumor. Uh, forget the rumor, man. Uh, as I hope that Styles does not make this trade. Uh, I don't really care what you think about, about Ariola right now. We don't have anyone to replace him. If, if Ariola leaves, right, O'Brien is your, is your default starter. Not Camungo? You wouldn't go with Camungo? I think I think I think O'Brien gets first shot. I think Camungo becomes your your obviously your, your backup. But the point is, is if you don't think Camungo is ready to challenge uh, O'Brien for for the you know starting spot if if Ariola leaves. Make that trade, man. Uh, I know that that a lot of people, especially the U.S. men's national team fans on Twitter, you know, they crap all over Ariola just as badly as it as it looks like this week. So, but here's the thing: his leadership and and his the energy he brings uh, on on the field that's priceless, man. And, and LAG. Uh, if, unless we get a player in return or have someone lined up to come in in July, um, I mean, this is essentially a move that would weaken FC Dallas and strengthen mm-hmm. the Galaxy. So it has to be something pretty damn juicy for, for FC Dallas to take because otherwise, and this is not, uh, we saw Grisso early in the season bad, but it's along those lines. It's one of those lines that there's a fine line in this league between contenders and contenders. And everyone's going to say, oh, Some teams have higher expectations than just making the playoffs. And their spouse should be one of those teams. They should be a team okay. that should be playing for a home match and not just being happy they made the playoffs. And honestly, losing Ariola right now, that's. It's not good. Yeah. I, I don't think there's any positives mm-hmm. in that. Uh, the only way I, I could see, I would I would be okay with it is if it's a uh, uh, I don't know a clause where he gets to finish out. You know, he gets to stay on until FC Dallas finds a replacement, which would be you know in July. I'd be okay with that. But I, I, other than that, God, I hope they don't need it. Not, not that yeah. I don't have faith in Obiano and Kamuna. I'm just I mean, look at it. we're missing Velasco right now. So we're Velasco. Yeah. Let's say let's we don't know. Sometimes players get 
get small injuries and they linger and then next thing you know they they're out a month, two months. So trading Ariola now means Obian and Kamungo are your starters. Or you know default starters, very likely you'd have to move with Jeb or something like that to play wing to cover those absences. It would really hurt this team. So mm. Um, no, I'm, I'm with you. I, I, I don't think I, – I, pardon me, the uh, football manager nerd that I am, would love to just throw Kamungo out and, like, use this year to kind of get him vetted for the next year um, if, if they feel that highly about him. Um, but th- that's just tough to do as a team that, that wants to – that expects to contend for a playoff spot. I think and a lot of pressure on Kamungo – even though I think I think we should feel be high about him and his future, but Obreon, I think we're sort of ready to move on. I think most FC Dallas fans are ready to move on from, even though he probably has a role to play this year, and apparently was decent against New York City. He was active. He played a role. Um, it, it's it just it, so yeah. I I think it's so. It would be it, unless they're offering an insane amount of money, and, and considering where LAG is, is they have some transfer embargoes this summer because of their the way they treated the league rules. Yeah. Uh, you know, unless they just given us an offer we can't refuse, it, it's hard to see this deal happening. And, and in all honesty, in all honesty, uh, there's there's a second thing to consider is did LAG initiate this or did S Dallas initiate? I mean, I mean, we're we're still waiting for S Dallas to replace Matt Hedges to bring in a replacement center back, and that hasn't happened. And you have to wonder if a trade like this that would probably come with a lot of gam or tam. I mean, you've got to figure around two million. I mean, that's that's they're talking record deal. That's what it would be. It would be over two million in uh, gam or tam. That's something you can use to go out and get that big time center back that you're missing right now. Probably from within the league, of course. But I don't think any of the fans would be against that if that was the reason the trade would be made. But we don't know. Like I said, it's, it's, it's at the end of the trade window. So even if that's the game plan, we would still have to wait till July to find a replacement of any kind at any position. Is that really? So, Color me uh, concerned. Okay. I mean, I think it's that valuation for teams. It's sort of like, are we, what are we feeling about our, about our squad this year? And, and would a move like this, even if it dampens our, yeah, our objectives this year, but, but prepares us for next year, opens the door. You know, I, I, I'm okay with, with teams making those decisions because, I mean, fans, we don't like it, but yet sometimes it's the reality. And, and, and I think FC Dallas has started the year decently, but not as good as, as many of us hoped we would start. So that's why I'm like, hey, if, if, if we take the short-term hit, but knowing that long-term we're going to use that money to really strengthen the squad, you know, I, 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 I could go along with it, but, but – but yeah, I just don't see the replacement. I think it would be, especially, we're hoping if Velasco gets healthy quick. Um, what if Velasco's hurt a little bit longer? You know, you definitely need Ariola. I just don't know how you you get by on this team and get some results, grind out results without him. He's such a competitor. And of course, let's 
be clear, I think I think this was uh, Matt Doyle made a comment that like you know, has Ariola definitely you know started the year as strong? You know, I, I don't know. I mean, he's definitely so it could be a situation where you you sell high. I, I don't know. You know, it's just. I, I want. To, I also want to point out um, that both Kamungo and Obreon were two players that were that came in out of shape to start the preseason. Hmm. Uh, they both finished dead last in their you know, I think uh, Obreon was with the senior team at the time. They finished. He finished last in the conditioning drills, and Kamungo finished last in the North Texas conditioning drills. So. And that was that was preseason. So these are two players that have been playing catch up this whole time. So Obreon is only in the past week or two, uh, and Kamungo both, have both started to show what we expect to see from them from day one. And that's a sign that they're finally getting into form, into shape. And and it could be that we still haven't even seen you know uh, move up and down on Obreon, but he's been out of shape, trying to get in form. And if he's informed, he in the past he's done good things for this team. So, so it could be that that's the coming out of shape set him back. But he may actually be better. We just don't know. I mean, the, the coaches will know. And and if this trade goes through, that means that the coaches are confident that Kamongo and Obreon have brought it into form and are now ready to step up their game. Mm, okay. And and Ariola is, is what now? He's, he's uh, how old is he now? Is, you see the three O yet? Good good question. I because twenty eight years old. No, I think he's so yeah. in his prime. So he's in his prime. So really, if he was, you know, uh, I thought he was twenty eight, twenty nine. But I'm like, if he was, if he was, if he was hitting the three O, then yeah, of course you take the trade. But at twenty eight, he's. Right now, unless, like I said, unless they think O'Brien or Kamongo are ready to be the starters, there's no reason to make it. Mm -hmm. I, and I, I'm a guy who loves trades. I love I love when teams will and deal. Uh, that's just not – I mean, go down the list of players on your roster, and, and there's some players that I don't think this team should be dealing. You know, Ferreira, mm -hmm. Ariola, Velasco, Paxson, you know, it's a certain, it's a certain players that you're like, you know, you'd be okay with with them dealing, say, uh, Martinez or Ibiaga, or if you wouldn't want them to deal uh, Siki, uh, uh, Siki or uh, Nikosi, you know, uh, either of those guys, for example, you don't want to see them go. Um, yeah. There's some players, but I, I would, I would hope not. I would, I would you know, I haven't seen the deals. It, it could be. A deal so good they can't say no to. That's right, and I mean that's always the that's because because I think at some point the way Paz is playing, he's going to get an offer from somewhere in Europe. I mean just because his EU passport. I think it's just a matter of, of time before that. And, and it's one thing if it's like oh we're going to lowball FC Dallas and, and maybe think about you know. But if it's nothing if they give us really generous offer and you have to really think like well we can probably find another goalkeeper domestically that can at least you know fill in you know but we already have we already have that goalkeeper. we already have that guy really uh yeah so it, it just it's just the hard part for you know I, i'm sure being behind the scenes when you get these offers of like you have to do that evaluation of like yeah 
does this open the door for us to be even more successful in year two, three, four, rather than just now? It would also be a harsh reminder that this is 17, you got a five, six, three, you know, year for the national. Right. And, and, you know, the team has done that before, seven players to within the league. Serbania just got, you know, traded just this year. I mean, you know, you got, you know, other players, uh, Collins had a cost of, you know, that this team right. has traded within the league. It, it, people don't realize that the selling the selling team sells internationally and nationally. And this could just be a harsh reminder that, that Dallas is a true selling team. Right. So we'll see. I mean, I'm not expecting uh, – I keep, I keep refreshing Twitter to see if there's anything interesting, but uh. – And we wouldn't know. I mean, I, I think even when – deals get done it may still take the paperwork you know it may all be filed but it may still take you know a couple days a couple weeks before everything is finalized you know it's just what was it done in time right so so we won't really officially know i mean unless it collapsed you know they say oh it collapsed Uh, i'm getting worried that nothing we're not hearing anything that's that's what's telling you that 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 at least la galaxy are serious and 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 if they're serious, you, you, you know, I mean, I think I think I should have this much listen. Yeah. Well, uh, it'll be interesting to watch. I, I did see also that follow up tweet that LA was looking at um, that the Galaxy were then looking at uh, Julian Gressel. Um, yeah, they were looking at multiple were... options. So. So we'll see what happens and what unfolds. But uh, for now, Ariola is an FC Dallas player. We're hoping, that, we're hoping Velasco gets uh, healthy and, uh, you know, the team gets back on track as they look ahead to uh, their next match. They're going to play against Minnesota on the road. Always a tough place to play this Sunday evening. Um but Minnesota is a team that certainly points can be had against. I think as good as they can be, they can also – they've been somewhat vulnerable this year. Um, it'll be interesting and, to and, see. And I want to agree with you, but Dallas has – you know, they have a history of struggling against Minnesota because they play that mental of life. Yeah. And, and that's what it's going to be. It's going to be pain. It's going to be a painful game, and, and uh, it's going to be a low-scoring – Warm affair, and, and you gotta, they gotta get, they gotta get the defense right, they gotta get the, the pairing right, because you're looking at another, you know, one zero game, and the question is, will it be one zero Minnesota or one zero as Dallas? It's gonna be that kind of game. It's gonna be no. not a joke game to watch unless, unless we score early. But even then, if, if for some reason Dallas scores early, then it's sweet. We're gonna be, you know, chewing our nails the rest of the match. I expect right. a very close, grueling match that, like I said, will come down to one goal, one mistake. Hopefully it's that nice. Well, that game looks like it's on um, Sunday. And let me, and I think, I think Colorado, uh, yeah, North Texas plays uh, earlier in the day against Colorado that day. So okay. it'll, be a, it'll be an eventful Sunday. Yes, but uh, you gotta watch out for tomorrow. Uh, Minnesota United is playing the U.S. Open Cup. 
So mm. the question is, who, who will play in that match? Um, will it be a rotated squad or whatnot? Uh, they're playing Detroit. They're playing in, in Michigan. Uh, okay. It's our championship team. And, and a team that would relish would relish a victory over Illinois. So you know they're going to put out a top team against Missouri. And like I said, the question is, how serious will Missouri take that match or effect? What happens uh, when they play against Dallas and Tennessee? Good stuff. Um, thanks, thanks for highlighting that because that will dictate kind of how Minnesota decides to rotate, the kind of priority they put on that Open Cup match. Um, and so it could mean some good positive things for FC Dallas, but I think FC Dallas is going to need to regroup after uh, Saturday and just sort of figure things out, um, you know, and, and hopefully have a healthy Blasco, healthy, healthy and rested Jesus and Paxton. So it should be a much stronger performance from the squad, but um, there are questions. It's going to be a long season. You know, they're going to have to grind some things out, you know? Yeah. Why is Houston maybe good? Well, so meanwhile, Austin FC are, are a terrible team this year, evidently. Uh, been been just mesmerized by the results. Um, they haven't changed coaches. They they haven't. What I saw Matt Doyle from MajorLeagueSoccer.com um, mention that uh, uh, Claudio Reyna's talent evaluation hasn't necessarily been that great so that they've signed designated players that are not very worthy of that, that status. Meanwhile, Houston goes out and gets Ben Olsen. And, and all you need to know about Ben Olsen from his years at DC United, some of, some of which I was living in DC was that the, the guy just is a player's coach. He, he just wants to grind out results and, and get, get results out of, out of the, the squad he has because he never I – don't, I don't think he ever had – one for one one or two seasons they had Wayne Rooney under him, I think, but they never had this this amazing talent. So um, DC United always had to work with what they had. So that kind of fits Houston's profile at the moment, and they're getting results. Now, interestingly enough, FC Dallas beat Inter-Miami at Inter-Miami, and Houston just barely beat Inter-Miami – in Houston, so I think that's a helpful measurement. But well, to I, Houston being I, relevant. I, let, let me add to that though. Um, Inter Miami got reinforcements um, mm. after they played. After they played. Uh, that's right. Dallas, they got they did that transfer for that. Uh, Kamal Miller. Kid. Yep, and then they also signed a uh, <coughs> a defensive midfielder from Ecuador. And plug them both into starting lineup against Houston. I mean, uh, I know the Ecuadorian guy had basically not even trained with the team. The guy literally met the team uh, in Houston and just slotted into the starting lineup. So I think a stronger man team that they won't play simply because they're, they're, they're forcing them. They, they had injuries and they've gone out and tried to address them. And I think Houston's just lucky that, that the two starters are going to have going to have issues, you know, they're not, it's not interesting. And I'm not giving Houston credit for that. Okay. I think, I don't think, I don't think Houston's all that good. I think you are right. That also knows how to get results, get results. Uh, but 
Houston, as far as I'm concerned, they're one of those teams that, that are playing just to get into the playoffs right now. And, mm-hmm. and uh, until I see otherwise, I, I think right now, like you said, Ellison may be the right coach. The guy that's going to ground out points. And maybe they'll perform. Maybe they'll be not quite at the same level, but maybe they'll be the uh, Austin AC team this year that, that the, the stats all don't, don't add up to themselves. Mm-hmm. Which is right. come on, let's face it. Let's face it. They, they, Austin's just course corrected, you know. And it, it is hard right. to get. The, the they overperformed last year. That's what the stats said. Uh, you know, and, and credit to them. I mean, they took advantage. They had a they had a great chemistry last year. They tried to bolster the squad this year, but like Zardes has been terrible for them. I mean, I, I just think. Sometimes this is what Major League Soccer is. You you swing and you miss on these players, even within the league, right? Yeah, and, and it's, you know, it, it's, in this league, you can't make a lateral move. You can't say, oh, we're going to play, play with a like, like for like player. This league is improving every year. I mean, I don't, don't care what everybody involves. This, this team is, this league as a whole, Improves every year, and it, while it may be very little uh, each time, maybe it's half steps or big steps instead of full steps in growth in the league. It's enough that you, as a team, cannot stay static and, and roll out the same team or a similar team to the one you rolled out the year before. You have to keep up with the times and add better mm-hmm. talent to your team, or or a winning squad to go into a losing squad that fast. Um, that's why, you know, as Dallas went out, got him in, got Giovanni uh, Jesus, and, and that's, that was an effort to add quality to the squad. You know, we only have a couple additions, they better be good. So, yeah, I don't think anyone was impressed yeah. with Austin's, Austin's uh, additions. And like I said, like you said, they didn't really prove that to me. You know? You can't, you just can't stay still. You can't stay still. Before. You can't stay still, right. So, and I think the good news is that FC Dallas, I believe, has, has at least an international roster spot open, and Ariola can be bought down as a DP, and so there's a potential for FC Dallas to go out this summer and get a big splash, someone who could really help this team. And I, I, I think the nice thing is that the team could, you know, it's, it's depending on where they are. If, if they're really clicking and you can't find that person that will help them take the next step, then you wait or, you know, Get that U22 player that you know you want to develop along and for the future. But on the other hand, hey, you can make some moves. You can go out and get the guy who you think can really help this team take that next step. And and I like being in that position uh, rather than just rebuilding. And I think Austin is going to come this summer. They're going to be having to think hard about moving some pieces and making room. Uh, you know, to to almost like and that's that's not a great place to be after such a strong finish last year. You know, I also want to say that, that there's no one player fix for, for this team to be like a true title contender. This team needs about three to four players to be added. And that is, you still have them replaced Matt Hedges, so there's whole one number one. And then you've got okay. uh, the, the number six spot. I think if you could find a better player than, than what we have, there's whole number two. And Jimenez... You know, if, if he's going to play like that it starts, then, then, you know, then he hasn't solved the issue of that secondary striker. 
So, it's too early, of course. I'm not giving up, and I'm just saying it's, it's too early. But that's an issue. And then, of course, the backup winger is an issue with waiting for O'Brien to come on to solidify that that's the number, that, that first guy off the bench in the rotation. So, really, those are four, four issues that have yet to be addressed. And, and two of them, the, the you know, number two forward and the back of weight can all be fixed in-house, but you still haven't solved the number six. You still haven't solved the center back. Yeah. So, so this team can make moves. Uh, I don't know. I, yeah, I don't know that I getting rid of Areola would probably just add another headache. Yeah, it would, it would add another need, another hole to fill. I mean, if you had an idea where to find that person, fine. But, yeah. I think we've we we've revisited that already, but well, let's let's leave it there for tonight. It was a good conversation, uh, Jose. It's always good to chat with you. Thanks. And shout out to Javier, Javi, uh, Coach Javier Cano for listening in, and for everybody who yeah. listens in, uh, we do get a regular uh, viewership. It's nice to to see folks subscribing, even if they don't, even if they don't join us live. To know that they appreciate this conversation about FC Dallas North Tox North Texas Soccer Club. Oof. A lot of syllables. Um, I have to check who's North Rapids. Remember? Rapids. Yeah, we were just talking about Rapids. Yeah. I I'm like I said I'm excited for that match. I, I think I think I actually I actually like to see North Texas play against the better teams because. I, it could be an issue of, of getting up for the team sometimes, you know. Some, some teams do it, some, some teams need motivation. And, you know, I'm just excited to see the young players grow up, too. They're impressed with their stuff. And waiting to see which players are going to be the next Columbo Morocco that, that jump from this team to the senior team. So I'm, I'm hoping for a good, strong showing by my Looking forward to that, too. All right. Well, let's leave it there. Thanks, everybody, for joining us. Uh, have an enjoyable evening. Of course, subscribe and follow us on Afterburn.Soccer. Latest blog posts, updates, and uh, you know content about the teams. Of course, to subscribe to our podcast wherever you find podcasts. Good night, everybody. Good night. Thank you for tuning in.